0: Benny, are you serious? Are you, you're in the middle of nowhere right now. Is that right? Like, I could hear you in the coffee shop.
1: I am in a city I've never been in before. Um, Google searched coffee uh, and found Starbucks, as the story goes.
0: <laughs> and, okay, wait, you know, I, I, I need to hear it one more time because you are such a rock star, and I think it's going to be perfect for our conversation. So why are you in a rando coffee house right now?
1: Yeah, I, um staying with a good friend of mine in madison and i have a meeting in chicago if anybody knows madison and chicago about two hours apart uh and i woke up in the morning and realized my meeting was an hour earlier than i had planned so so, um upon not realizing i'd be able to be in either location if i was going to make the meeting um i had to stop in and make this pit stop to be here in beloit wisconsin
0: oh my gosh and just to do this that's the whole thing that like is killing me that You are at a coffee shop just so you can go live stream with me. And for that, dude, I absolutely give you nothing but kudos and profound respect because, A, you planned it. And, B, way to hustle and make it happen. So, Benny, are you ready to hear what the mic is listening?
1: Oh, (laughs) yes. Yes, I am.
0: All right, then let's do it, my friend. The mic is listening. The mic is listening.
1: The mic is
0: listening. The
1: mic is listening. The 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 mic is
0: listening. The mic is listening. The mic is listening. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to The mic Is Listening. My name is. Yeah, and I don't know why I keep saying my name. It's like the only person that's ever on this show. But anyway, I am so excited for today's episode because um, I met someone through a networking group over Zoom, of all things. So I don't know this particular individual, all 2D, but I will talk more about Mr. Benny Piccolo over at Birdwell Solutions in a second. But I want to kick off today to talk about something that's been really bothering me. And I've actually talked to people who've done it to me, if you will. And so let's kick off today's rant about spamming DMs. So I almost wanted to call it sliding into DMs, but that's not quite the right connotation I was told. So let's talk about how we are trying to reach and grow our network. So particularly, obviously, we're on LinkedIn um, as our primary conduit here. How do you reach out to people you don't know? And I'm really curious to see and hear what you have to say about that, because I understand there's a time and place to slide into DMs from a professional perspective. What I cannot get over and what I cannot just accept it for me is spam DM, meaning people just spam generic messages saying, Hi, insert name. I do X, Y, Z. Would you be interested? Here's my Calendly link and let's talk. I don't know why I have such a visceral response to it. And I'm hoping other people can explain to me why. But for me, it's so impersonal. We get spam enough as it is over email. Do I really need to deal with your spam over direct message in LinkedIn or any other social media platform? It's unsolicited, unwarranted. You know nothing about me. It really feels like you don't care so much. You just want to throw S-H-I-T and see what sticks. And that makes me, if I'm going to be a potential client, feel like, wow, you're just is that how you do your business? Is that how you conduct it? So my rant today is, look, I'm all about reaching out and introducing yourself to people. That's how I get a lot of guests for my podcast as well as for my clients' podcasts and get to know people Is you slide into DMs, but there is a finesse to it. And so if you're going to spam, I don't know, let's have a conversation and let's figure out why you do it and what you're trying to accomplish because I would be really curious to see how successful you are. So... Rant of the day is spamming DM, CSS, boo. No, please don't do it. And if you're going to do it, let's talk about it because I I just don't see that being a successful way or even positive way to get a good impression for your future clients. So on that note, guys, Mr. Benny Pacala, you heard me kvetching. What did you think of that?
1: I think you're right on. I know myself doing sales and marketing, I... I'm responsible on the team for, for bringing people into the pipeline, bringing people in. And sometimes that means doing outreach that I normally wouldn't do. But I think it's just as you put it, it's really important that you think like, like be authentic, you know, talk to this like the same way you normally speak the same way you normally interact. Like you're still you when you do that outreach. So be conscious of how that message is being received.
0: Oh, my goodness gracious. Like this one individual, like, I mean, it was it was just infuriating to me because this person um, is in the same industry. He does podcast production. He does, you know, editing and all that, which I think is great. To me, I've said it before, all ships rise with the tide. One should support one another because if you're – I just believe in good karma and good juju, right? Like, there's enough business to be had that everyone can do it together, which, by the way, we will talk about with Birdwell Solutions and yet it was such a generic message that he was like, hey, I see that you've got a podcast. I've got podcast editing solutions for you. I can edit it. And I'm sitting there going, do you not know what I do? <laughs> like, and I get it. Like, you know, I, I tend to be unprofessional in the context. I don't edit out every um, on ah, and all that stuff. But still, I thought it was funny. I'm like, so I replied back. I said, do you? I go. That's great. Do you know what I do? And the guy's like, No, but you know what? Podcasters, blah blah blah, is the fastest growing. It was like definitely another chat bot response. And I was like, Oh my god! So,
1: and on that, I would say yes. That's as simple. If you're doing outreach, the minute they reply, you gotta be authentic, (laughs) right?
0: Don't answer with another bot, right? (sighs) Yeah,
1: it's like I understand some of it's gotta be automated, but like if someone takes the time to reply to you, like. That's, that's the line.
0: (laughs) Oh no, actually this whole, uh, I'm I'm like, it's a non sequitur, but I'll just say it. So I got into this conversation with this individual that was uh, selling a product uh, and, and, and basically saying like, you should do messaging over video or something like that. Right. Like, and I I think it's a great concept and whatnot. Um, But what irked me was they sent me a video. They got my name wrong. They got the company name wrong. And I'm going, whoa and I gave feedback. I go, Hey, love the concept. You may want to tell your team to take the time to do the research um, on that individual. Right? Like I publish stuff weekly. You will know how to say my name because I keep saying it over and over again. Right. And I go, yeah, just an FYI, you know, if you're reaching out like this, you may want to add another five minutes of Google time just to check video. Like how do they pronounce their name? Because now I'm kind of offended that you didn't even take the time to do that. How sloppy are you guys can do other things? And the guy got back at me. And goes, well, I'm so sorry. You're picky about something or the other, and I'm like, wow, dude, that's your response. Like, so anyway, and you know who you are because we're still connected. I don't know why, but we are. I know Benny's laughing, but. <laughs> You're like I have nothing to say to that guy. It's, no. it's
1: how it is. It's how it is. You just gotta do it.
0: <laughs> okay, to Betty, and and you right there, like, are the that response is like the quintessential why I was so attracted to you. So met you on a um, was it Frank or was it uh, JD's networking? Frank, tour? I believe. Yeah, Frank again, who was here a month ago or so, and that smile, that positivity that you have is what drew me in to talk to you. So you are the founder of Birdwell Solutions. Okay. And I made a comment earlier about like, look, if you're looking to develop your core app or your foundational product, uh, you know, uh, software application that you're looking for, you know, that is what Birdwell Solutions does. Is that correct? Incorrect.
1: Right. What uh, is it that you guys do? We are a team of developers that works on building mobile apps and web apps. So usually we work with startups that don't have a technical founder themselves. Um, or have a core business and their mobile app is something they want to add, but they don't want to hire somebody full time. Yeah.
0: Got it. So, okay. So I've, I've actually talked to and I've worked with, with quite a few app houses and all very cool. I feel like everyone that I've talked to is so creative and, you know, granted your client will bring the idea and concept, but it feels like you guys really massage it to make it something usable or friendly or, you know, interesting. What, what is it that you guys do different, though? Because I, I'm all about all ships rising to the tide, as I mentioned, but what's your differentiator?
1: Certainly. Um, and one that is definitely there, but not our core one, is we're all U.S.-based. Um, and we're all, like, like, uh, yeah, we're all U.S.-based. We're all U.S.-based, and we're all, um, like, young, right? So we're all, like, like early 20s, you know, like, people that we've known through our network, Um so really with that, with that, how that translates into how we work with a company that's different is that we bring a lot of new ideas uh, and we bring a lot of our mission and a lot of saying, hey, you know, like, I know you really want to do this, but this is, this is kind of how we think our generation feels, you know, and this is kind of how we think we can bring more inclusivity. We can bring more accessibility and really kind of challenging some of the people we work with to not only bring that, bring the business value, and say, yes, you know, customers always right, um, but also to say, hey, like, you might not be thinking about how this affects other people, you know, that that might not be your target customer now, but but will be your target customer, and how how we can kind of help bring that right out of school like you know and don't get me wrong we've got you know many years of experience but it, right. it really yeah. is that new new to the game attitude
0: I, I like that angle and 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 the reason why i say that is is i feel like with every generation okay let's be honest every generation is going to have the stamp that they're going to want to make on things i do feel like your generation because you're like on that cusp of millennial and gen z right and but you guys have had such a very different experience than the older millennials. I mean, millennial, oldest millennials are 40 years old now, which is so wow. sad to me, <laughs> but we won't talk about that. Um, but for you and what you're saying, if I'm hearing you correctly, is that there is a certain amount of um, user mentality that your generation sees differently than someone like me. I'm a Gen Xer, right? That what I thought was the way to go, like the console, like, you know, two fingers and a joystick, you know, when I, we originated the video games, thank you. But you guys are saying, hey, there's more to this and it might be a little bit more intuitive to this, this group of people. And that's, you're almost like future proofing to ensure that your app is going to be usable for now as well as into the future. Is that the easiest way of saying that?
1: Yes both from a technology perspective of hey where is the next generation going to meet your cut your company right and going to interact with you and also from a brand and saying hey you know like we recognize your mission and your values how does that message translate you know how can we help translate that message in a way that is that is also yeah future-proof ahead of the curve (laughs)
0: So, I mean, come on, Benny, look at you, okay? And look at me and look at everyone around you. You have been an entrepreneur more or less from the jump. I have to ask you, like, are you some kind of masochist? Where would this come from? Are your parents entrepreneurs?
1: (laughs) Uh, Actually, no, but uh, my parents are brilliant and uh, absolutely brilliant. But I kind of stumbled into entrepreneurship. So I had an older brother one year older than me. And if anybody has siblings, those brothers very competitive, and he would everything he was interested in, I would, you know, journey on. And He kind of gave me that boot, that uh, kickstart into technology and startups. Um, but it was actually it was when I graduated school. It was right before I graduated college um, at UW Madison, and. I decided to start my own business for the for resume building, <laughs> for the for the for the experience. Hey, I so love it. I, yeah, you know, and uh, and so like that was like the thing, and then we did that, and I kind of stumbled over the finish line because then you know with that that startup energy, that tech, you know, really be curious about how technology works. Um, I hey, found hey. what I love to do. And I did not expect that to be starting my own business. I thought that started, that sounded really hard and really difficult. And why would I ever do that? Um, But when I found myself in it, I was like, I'm never going back. I can't look back.
0: Oh, I love it. I I, I love it. So do you ever get challenged? I mean, how are you outside of spamming DMS, which I know you don't do? uh, How do you find your clients then?
1: Yeah. um, Mostly relationship building or mostly networking. Um, I've got, a have I love marketing, you know, and there's a lot of, I can tell you a lot of stories about when I essentially threw everything at the wall and one thing stuck and I was like, okay, we're going to do that one. Um, but the, the really the thing that has, that remains consistent, you know, and helps us really, you know, bring on team members and really have, is getting to know people, that um, that we can understand what's going on and we can really provide a lot of value um, and just focusing in on how can we help and how can we be a member of our community? Um, and, and people have been receptive of that and have seen that. And that's helped us just meet more people that, that that we can help. And mostly in the Madison and Milwaukee area. And then the pandemic hit and we were like, okay, wonderful. Now we can do this virtually. We can meet people everywhere. But but so just being a community member and, and building relationships.
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay. And you, right there, you said relationships. I think... For me, if I had known the ability to network in earnestness, now, granted, I was a corporate employee back in the day. So I just kind of hid behind the veil of my company's branding to network, right, um, with industry people. It wasn't until I left corporate America that I realized, oh, no, there's a big world of networking when you're an entrepreneur and you're doing your business. But I discovered that in my 40s. How and why and you. Do you, re- did you realize in your 20s, are you're like, oh, I need to get out, I need to go to happy hour and shake hands and, and meet people? I feel like that's not an activity that's innate in a 20 year old.
1: Yeah. And it's another one of those you stumble in and you find yourself there. So I had a good friend of mine that I had just recently brought into our business to, to help work with me. And he found this happy hour. Okay. It's happy hour at a laser tag venue with three alcohol and food. And I'm like, okay, so we're gonna go to that, right? <laughs> and and when we're there, when we're there, and this is this is a true story. So, um, my business partner and I, Rob Robinson, Robinson Cook, um, we're we're walking around, and out of the crowd, you know, a, you know, an older gentleman, right? Like, this comes up and he says, "I can tell you guys don't know what you're doing. Let me help." You. <laughs> and. Walter Jankowski, by the way, for anybody who who's since passed, Walter absolutely incredible. And and really just just opened the door, and said, Hey, I can tell you're here because you want to be here and and you've got the energy, but you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> and, it, and and I mean and that's a story that has been repeated in some senses through us just really being honest and kind of putting it out there. Um, we've had, but, but Walter was incredibly helpful and kind of said, like, let's, let's do this. Like, let me, and he sat us down and he, he did courses with us and he, he spent his time and really helped us learn, hey, this is how you go meet people that are targets. This is how you meet people that are leads. This is how you kind of manage some of these things. Wow! And the rest was history.
0: Oh my gosh. Wow. I mean, you got lucky. I'm sorry. You you did. I, I, and I'm glad you recognize you did. And rest in peace, Walter, thank you for doing that, because I think of all the people, he must have seen you in person and saw your energy and your eagerness to learn, I think is a critical component. So how can we help you not be a unicorn? How can we help people of your age group jump onto the networking bandwagon to meet people, join organizations, be part of, you know, a community of of like-minded individuals? What would you recommend be done?
1: I think focusing on interests and, you know, instead of money, kind of when you're in that late college phase, I think is the key. So I, even with a lot of my friends that are still in this position, um, I've found that if, if we just have these conversations about what do you love? You know, and so for me, it was like, I love technology. You know, like, I, I love these things. I'm so curious. I'm like, What are you willing to be so curious about? And, and just spend a few hours a week doing that. Yeah, you know. And when you go out for job interviews, when you go out for these things, keep it in that. You know, like bring bring that. And hopefully, and as you mentioned, Sia, it's it's a little intimidating to be in that phase where you're like, oh, I, you know, like how do I, you know, like I'm going to get an introduction to the founder of this company, you know, and they're going to take a, a coffee time with me, and what do I say, and like, why am I? It's very intimidating, but yeah that's why i i'd recommend and to myself it's what i kind of try to channel too is to find what you're really curious and really interested in and if you can that's really hard to do to talk about that and to research that and to meet people that are curious about that and to me that was the key where it was like now i know how to network now i know who i want to talk to i have questions i want to ask I have things I want to learn about, um, and for I think a lot of people that are coming out of college with a lot of the like I think even me when I was in college I heard a lot of messages as far as oh you can make all this money oh all you've got to do is kind of enter into this entry level job and, and and there's there's a lot of good things about things like that and you should still go into the entry level job but. I think find just kind of thinking about like, what am I really passionate about? And how can I at least make that a small part of my week, a small part of my day? um, I think plants a seed that can grow into great things.
0: Oh, my gosh, I love it. So again, as I feel like you're still a unicorn, though, because is this something that you need to we need to foster amongst uh, your age group? As in, do we need to constantly message and say, hey, we're, we're here to network with one another and support each other. We have a mutual uh, interest in creating greater diversity. Does it have to be a mission statement type thing? Or can it be, hey, we are focused on helping you grow your business with, uh, aligned with your interests? I, I guess I'm trying to,
1: Yeah. how do you make I it
0: think, general but specific? That's Which really make good. Sense.
1: No, it does. I think well, I think you hit the nail on the head as far as like there is a little bit of walking a fine line with like, yeah, you know who you reach. But the key that I would say is being vulnerable is to imagine that a lot of people that are in my position or like age-wise, especially at the beginning of their careers, that like like for example, you see me and you're like, oh, Betty knows this now. He knows what he's doing, you know, or like he enjoys it. I enjoy it now. Right. But like they're intimidated by you reaching out. You know, like just, just kind of think that, like, there, you know, like, if you can be vulnerable and say, "Hey, like, I realize this, this might be your first time," or like, "Hey, I realize that you might not have had the chance to be on a show before," or like, "Hey, I realize that you might not know as much about this," you kind of offer that, that helping hand. That's just totally like, like, how can I help you? Um, I think is a really good note because I think when young people see like a lot of the business and the value, and a lot of these terms that. are Kind of new, right? A little unfamiliar. It can make it a little bit more intimidating because they're like, "Well, I don't have a business. I don't know what my pitch is. I don't know what my elevator pitch is." And which just like, "Hey, like, that's okay. You know, this might be the first time you're here for it. You know, and just kind of try to hide some of those bigger words and kind of imagine that you're just saying it. I think is is very helpful."
0: Oh my God, Benny, I love you so much. Honestly, I really do. I I really enjoy talking because you're really a breath of fresh air, Uh, and you definitely have this ability to simplify certain things in a way that you know other people can understand it is that how you uh, approach your conversations with your clients and like with with what you just described is that kind of how you're do you do it intuitively is that or is that something you consciously intentionally say okay I see where we're going with this or is it just coming out of you
1: yeah for the most part it's intuitive for the most part I just try to like be interested in what the other person is doing and it's kind of similar to like, how do you do those? Like, like when people ask me, like, oh, I've got this meeting with this important person. And it's like, I don't know what we're going to say. And I don't know what to ask her, then like, what would you do here? I'm like, first of all, go ahead, like draft some questions, spend your time. But the most important thing is to just genuinely be interested. That being said, the one thing that I have to, I do remind myself of all the time is to just try to step into the other, into the client's shoes, into the other person's shoes. A, a perfect example of this was I recently was talking to a, a, you know, a colleague, someone we're partnering with about how to, how I was asking their, for their help building a web page for an event. And I didn't think, you know, they're probably using WordPress. Oh. And maybe if I explained this the way that WordPress works, that would be a lot, make a lot more sense than if I went at it and just said, hey, this is what I'm looking for. And so I realized that afterwards, I'm like, darn it, you know, like I could have done a better job at just saying, hey, like when they're reading this message, what what is their current configuration? What else is on their screen on their computer? Um, and that helps me tremendously.
0: Oh, I love it. <laughs> and that is, <laughs> again, I love it because I think you've, you you are so further ahead than most people. And I think you're so lucky to have it. I don't know if you realize this or not. You do you? I mean, seriously. I,
1: I found, I found a, a few keys. I, I'm really happy with how I've been able. I'm blessed. Yes. Okay.
0: So let me ask you this: In your vast experience so far, um, what's the one thing that you'd recommend not to do? What mistake have you made in the start of this business that you're just like, don't do that? I done screwed up.
1: Oh, that's a good. That's a really good question. Um, I think essentially going it alone. So, there have been times where for you know for good reasons, like i've launched a, a project, launched a, a big idea and really taken that leap by myself, and things go well right you learn a lot, but I think you, you can tell from my facial expression is that like you will get slapped in the face, like you will fall, and being having somebody else to, you know that is on your team. And I mean, and if it can't be a team member, then a mentor, you know, then a, then a friend, then a family member, but somebody who's, who's with you on that. So that when things inevitably don't go perfectly, um, you, you can say, Hey, you know, cheers. You know, like we did it. <laughs>
0: exactly. Oh yeah. No, I, again, I, I think it's funny how many people are afraid. I think as entrepreneurs, it's that fear of like, if I make a mistake, I'm going to lose credibility, which is, depends on the kind, I, I feel like it's not the mistake that makes you lose credibility. It's how you respond to that mistake that makes you lose credibility. And, uh, you know, no one likes to be told or discover that they done screwed up real bad. Right. You know, no one wants to be AA Ron right now. Right. So <laughs> So, okay. so, Benny, I am loving our conversation with you and I really want to wish you the best of luck. But I do want to talk about something real quick because I had asked you, I go, hey, I love your energy. I love your gumption. I love your spirit. And I said, you know what? I'm part of a business organization called Global Leaders Organization. I was like, you know what? He'd be a great member. And I was like, you don't have to be a chair like I am in Dallas. But if you wanted to or be interested in because I think you said you're in Minneapolis. And what was your response to me? Um,
1: I am currently stationed in Minneapolis, <laughs> but I'm a digital nomad. So there's there's not an answer to that question.
0: <laughs> exactly. Look, can we talk about this? Because that I think is unique. Because I think that is something that is a, a departure of what we think of as traditional, you know, brick and mortar type business. Even though the jobs that we do, service that we provide can be done remotely, there's still an idea that there's an anchor, there's a home base, if you will. Minneapolis is where you can throw your stuff at. I'm assuming probably you're dumping it at your parents' garage somewhere or something like that and you're taking off. But talk to me about this. Digital nomad. What does that mean?
1: Yeah. Um, in short, it means that while I uh, have a lot of locations that I, I call home, I have a lot of networks that I'm very active in. There's no one place that I would say I'm, I'm committed to you know, or that I, that I, you know, what that looks like on paper is I don't have a lease. Okay. I don't have a long-term lease anywhere. Um, and so, yeah, so I guess the, the two quick points of that, one of them being, um, it really is it, a unique thing to be able to get better and better at being yourself online. Cause it allows me to kind of say then, all right, well then I can be, I can maintain these relationships without being there in person. Um, and I think the other big part of, like, yeah, the digital nomad is, like, you kind of get to drop in and, and be a part of a lot of communities. And it's it's difficult to to maintain your own sanity. But if you can do it, then you you really can kind of be a bridge, you know, and kind of be able to be, to, to connect, you know, um, networks where you wouldn't otherwise. And I, I really love it.
0: Oh, Benny, I... Yay. I'm so happy that we've met. So if you have any advice for those that are looking to embark on a entrepreneurial pursuit, um, whether someone fresh out of college or someone that's changing careers, what's the one thing that you would recommend they do first and foremost?
1: That's a great question. Personal inventory on what you are passionate about and what you are grateful for. I think if when you have those keys, you know, when you have those, like, okay, I spent six hours. I mean, you know, right, or, and, and maybe more. Maybe you spent weeks. You know, and maybe you spent fifteen minutes. You know, like, but when you have this, and you're like, this is what I'm really, I, I, I love. I, you know, I love it. I, you know, like, I could do it every day. And it would, it would. It, there's still going to be parts that feel like work. You know, that aren't great. But I could do this every day for the rest of my life. And then, what you're grateful for. I think if you have that, taking that step into entrepreneurship is a lot easier because you realize that even if you don't, it doesn't go well, you'll still have those two things and you'll learn more about those two things. And Yeah. Personal inventory for sure. Oh my
0: God. That's a new term I've never heard before. Personal inventory. I'm going to have to use that and apply that to the podcasting world because whenever we've got clients who would say, I want to start a podcast, I'm like, okay, tell me why you're doing it. And I, but I do like the personal inventory because I do think that's the fuel. That's the deeper why, right? Not the because I want to build my brand, you know, brand credibility. The personal inventory. Oh my gosh. Okay, Benny. For those that want to get to know you and you know want to get a hold of you outside of BirdwellSolutions.com, that's scrolling at that bottom there. How else can they get a hold of you? Yeah.
1: LinkedIn. I I like LinkedIn a lot. I love LinkedIn. <laughs> um, if you find me there, I I try to stay pretty active, you know, kind of talking about things I'm I'm curious about, things that are interesting as well as sharing stories. Um, but but also if anybody wants to send me an email, um, i love to talk, right? Love, love to like meeting people is my favorite part of what I get to do. It's you know, it's the one-on-ones, it's it's my favorite part. So please, um, if anybody wants to please reach out, it's Benny at birdwellsolutions.com
0: okay Um, you really use email like is it really an extra form of I mean I've been kind of like hot and cold on email
1: it's it's my email is the backup you know it's like email is the one where it's like you you can bet that I will eventually see it you know and I will do my best Uh, so yes but LinkedIn is also great email and LinkedIn are my two where I'm like I got you 100% Facebook Messenger WhatsApp Sometimes I miss.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, if people are going to slide into your DMs, uh, yay or nay if it's a spam or bot. Uh,
1: No bots, please. (laughs) 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 Just say, hey. Just Yeah. No bots, please.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I ain't got time for bot right now. Oh, my gosh. So, Benny, it was such a pleasure. And thank you so much for coming. And I really want to say thank you for stopping in the middle of nowhere to get this set up. And, uh, I really appreciate your time. So thank you so much. And definitely we will stay in touch. I I'm so excited to see how your career progresses and just remember us little people that, you know, you know, we can't all be Walters in your life, but we definitely cheerlead you to success, my friend.
1: Thank you so much. Oh, see, this was such a wonderful way to start the day. Ah, this is an honor. So.
0: Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. And one last thing. And by the way, Benny, if you're around in Dallas the next couple of weeks, what I'd like to share is a shout out here announcing uh, the Global Leaders Organization, of which I spoke about. Uh, we are celebrating 2021, December 9th at 6 p.m. in Dallas, Texas. I will update location shortly, but I want to get that out there that, um, you know what? 2021 is one of those years where we thought we we're fresh out of the pandemic, but it seems to linger like a little nasty cold. So, uh, wow, that was a really bad analogy, wasn't it? Well, that was a really bad analogy, wasn't it? I didn't mean it that way, but you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. On that note, guys, the mic is still listening, and we shall see you all next week. You guys hit up Benny. I love him, and uh, I'll see you later.